0: It's not me. It's you.
1: It's on the list. <laughs> er, yeah. It's not you. It's. Oh, me. sorry. It's not you. It's, it's me. It's not me. It's you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you hit somebody with that, Sarah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> Okay, no, 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 no. It's not me. It's it's you. That's like, what I meant. oh, that's how I felt. And now you're just really making me feel like garbage. No,
0: no, no. I meant.
1: You know who sucks in this situation? You do, and that's why I'm breaking up with you. No, no, no. It's not me. It's 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 a hundred percent.
0: Oh my god, that's so funny. No, no, no.
1: Welcome to the romcom
0: Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah and I'm Devin. And like you, I love re-watching movies over and over
1: again. You made it here, you love romantic comedies. We do as well.
0: So this is a show where we re-watch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you. maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide does
1: it still hold up? Today we finally <laughs> finally <laughs> have 500 days of summer. summer. I'm so excited. <laughs> If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you throw us a follow, uh, Apple Podcast, subscribe, leave reviews. They help more people find us. And if you hear anything in this podcast or a previous podcast, you just want to reach out and talk to us about something, many ways you can do that. We love when you reach out, it kind of keeps the conversation going. At Romcom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, or you can email, like Elise did, to romcomrewind at gmail.com. Elise says, uh, Hi, Devin and Sarah. I'm a huge fan of your podcast. Uh, started listening about a week ago. Binge listening to every single episode. Love it. She has a few suggestions. Something borrowed. Great movie. When in Rome. Mm-hmm. Silver Linings Playbook. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. That's right. Bradley Cooper. That's a good one. Just married, and she's the man. She <laughs> says, Thanks for an awesome podcast. Thank you for listening. I would toss Silver Linings Playbook. You know what? I'm thinking 500 Days of Summer is something I've been pining for Yes, for years of doing this podcast. Yes, And it
0: wasn't on anything for quite a while, so we were happy to see it on Disney+. Plus.
1: I would put Silver Linings Playbook into the list of... We should do like a... You know how the Disney has Shark Week? We should do like Devin Month for the pod where it's oh just... Oh my... We stu- should. We okay. should. I like that. Because I would throw in Cruel Intentions. I don't... Hold on. It's a romantic comedy. Don't don't get at me. Yeah, anybody. yeah.
0: A few people did reply and say that it would classify as a dark rom-com. It's
1: like a dramedy, a dr- yeah. dr- dr- drama romantic sure. comedy. Yeah. Th- think about Devin Month on the pod, RCR fam. Um, somebody said RCR in a recent yes, message. Yes. I like it. I'm keeping it. 500 Days of Summer, though. Woo! Directed by Mark Webb, who would go on to do the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. 500 Days of Summer is the story of Tom Hansen played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and Summer Finn, played by Zoe Deschanel. I love them both. The peculiar way in which this story is told makes it kind of hard to give you a lead-in without totally spoiling the film. But I will say, this story spans 500 days. 500 days in which Tom Hansen is in love with Summer. But the story is not told in sequential order. We jump in and out of these 500 days slowly piecing together this story like a jigsaw puzzle at times we peek into a horrible argument other times we jump backward in time and it's a beautiful date night at the movies and slowly as we the audience continuously step back and step back we get a full picture of the love the loss the rebirth of these two individuals (laughs) tom hansen and summer finn as we ultimately learn the story of 500 days of summer what are your thoughts this is a story of boy meets girl made a statue of ours. The boy,
0: Tom Hansen, grew up believing that he'd never truly be happy until the day he
1: met the one. The girl, Summer Finn, did not share this belief. You should know up front, this is not a love story.
0: I think we should stop seeing each other. Just like that? Just like that. This movie has never been one of my faves. Shut up! Get out! I know, I know. Oh. It's, I know it's literally your favorite movie. God. But you know what? After the most recent watch, it's turning around for me. I think I understand... Okay, so I think I understand the whole idea of this movie much better than when I first watched it when it came out in 2009. I used to be so mad at Summer at the end of the movie. Really? Yes. Yeah. But re-watching it this time, I think I like. I think I think realized Tom was in love with the idea of love with Summer or being in love with Summer and that he so desperately wanted it to work out between them that he never realized that they were absolutely completely miserable together he was trapped under the summer effect as they describe it in the beginning of the movie um that she was more than a, more than average uh so yeah that's kind of my take it's turning around for me it's not my favorite movie of all time but i do like it
1: i'm so glad you said that sarah i completely agree i'm gonna ask you a question in a sec but um i agree i i, I love how much this movie has taught me I think is why I love it the most. Especially when, you know, peeling back the onion of your of your friend Devin here. The onion. I went through a difficult breakup in my life. Everybody goes through a difficult breakup at some right, point. Right, Mine was like college days. I was 21, 22. And believe it or not, 21, 22-year-old Devin, eerily similar to our main character, Tom Hansen here. Really? In a lot of different ways, yeah. And not all of it healthy. I'll, like, I'll admit, let's be upfront and I, I think that's an important thing about this movie and Tom Hansen. I think he's such a relatable character because he has a lot of flaws, like you were just talking about, but like real flaws. Mm-hmm. And flaws that, like, personally, I, I can see in myself in a past life. Um, Who do you think is the protagonist of this story, Sarah? Like the good guy in the story?
0: Summer. I, I, I agree. I right? think it's Summer, right? But, but when you first watch it, and I mean, when I watched it... Um, I was, yeah, like 20s, early 20s, and it's it's one of those things where it's, the way you see it, Summer would be the bad guy, depending on, depending on
1: how you interpret the movie. I think the character, this goes into like the character building of this movie with Tom and Summer, spectacular, but another thing that I really like about it is kind of the sheer unique cleverness. Um, to so many of these scenes, like the expectation versus reality Loves scene where they, scene. they have the two frames lined up beside each other. Yes, that's near the end of the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Walking down the street and it drops into like a little art scribble. Tom seeing himself in that strange foreign film. Yep. They're like, pain, suffering. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's the dance flash mob scene to Hall and Oth- There are so many things that are not typical in any movie. That this movie does, it kind of reminds me of Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. where like they break a lot of rules of filmmaking. You can only break the rule if you know the rule. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah,
0: and you almost make, you almost make it better.
1: I think this movie took an extreme amount of time, care, probably love, thoughtfulness. Um, it's the only romantic comedy that genuinely, every time I watch it without fail, it makes me want to be a better person, more motivated person, which I find is strange. It's the only one that does that to me.
0: Interesting. I can tell you the
1: exact scene. It's the Vega ball, like, um, Wolf Mother's playing, he's bouncing the ball, and then he decides to become a friggin' architect. (laughs) He's like, oh, I should do that. (laughs) It's just, I don't know, I even watch the YouTube videos sometimes, because it just gives me the, it's got the secret sauce, Sarah.
0: secret sauce to the movie. I love it. Well, it is really your favorite movie, so.
1: Honestly. Let's dive in.
0: So, I'm going to try and break it down by the day, as we go through it. So... Um, because as you mentioned, the, the movie kind of goes back and forth between the days. So there is 500 days of summer, um, but it kind of flip flops back and forth to when they're broken up, to when they're together, to when they're together, to when they're broken up. Like it's it's all over the place. So I'm gonna try to do it by days, so we just kind of know. So the higher the days. The more distraught he is, the lower the days, the more happy he is. Or so he thinks. Yeah, more or less. So Tom believes that he won't be happy until he finds the one. And he believes that Summer is the one when he first sees her. Summer is the complete opposite. She believes that there is no one person for somebody. There's no soulmate. She doesn't really want a true relationship. She just likes to be happy in the moment. It's kind of got hippie indie vibes of her relationship status, but she just wants to be happy in that moment. She's not thinking too far down the road. She also, you know, her parents' divorce really kind of played a part in that, I think. She just doesn't really believe in love.
1: Off the top, she says she doesn't want to be anyone's anything.
0: Yes, and so both Tom and Summer Summer has started working at the um, greeting card company that Tom works at. Yeah,
1: Tom writes greeting cards. Yes.
0: Uh, Even though he's trained as an architect he has somehow landed himself as a greeting card writer. And Summer gets a job there as, um, I think an assistant. They get into an elevator together and they talk over the love of the same type of music. I love the Smiths. Sorry? I said I love the Smiths.
1: You've you have a of music.
0: You like the Smiths. Yeah. <laughs> To die by your side is such a heavenly
1: way to die. I love him.
0: Basically, he's in love with her already. That's all it took. Yeah, that's it. That's pretty <laughs> much it. He's now in love. So at a work event a few days later at someone's engagement, uh, they talk again and they end up chatting about nicknames. Um, she has the worst nickname. I don't know if you remember it, uh, anal girl.
1: Anal girl, yeah.
0: Because she was very neat and organized, and I think after she said it, she realized.
1: I think she knew what she was saying, and she just waited for his reaction, which was
0: hilarious. Hilarious, yes. Yes, yeah. I. Uh, it always reminds me of Arrested Development. Yes. When the word anal isn't an anything related to to cinema, I always think of anus tart or, <laughs> an, or sorry, a new start. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anal, yeah, in An- anus tart. <laughs> what was it again? A new start. <laughs> That's what the license plate said, but it really <laughs> anus tart. <laughs> Literally, Tobias Root gay.
1: I was gonna say was it wasn't. Um, <laughs> there's another, like a little bit more offside joke that is. Oh, yeah. With him.
0: Yeah. And I mean, he's a never nude, so.
1: He's a never nude.
0: Yeah. Okay. Anyway, enough about Tobias (laughs) from Arrested Development. So at karaoke night, they go out with the office.
1: So there's a work karaoke night. Correct. But this is back to like day 15 or whatever. They're not even together at this point.
0: Correct. Yes. Yes. You're right. Day 15 or day 11 or something Something like like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. She tells him with Tom's friends around that she doesn't believe in love. And he says, you know, love is true. Like, you know, when you feel it. And she still doesn't believe it. She's like, "No, like I don't believe in love. I don't want a relationship." And this is kind of where she is very upfront with him. Again, they're not
1: dating. I think this was such a funny conversation because she, Summer, remarks like, "You believe in love," and Tom says, "Like we're not talking about like the uh, fairy godmother here. This right. isn't the tooth fairy. Like love is real." to To him, it's it's a matter of fact. Love yes. is a real thing.
0: Yeah. Whereas for her, it's a fairy tale. Like it's it's not real. So,
1: do you remember the songs they do at karaoke?
0: I mean, I do. I don't remember the names of the songs that they do at karaoke. But Summer yes.
1: does uh, Sugar sh- 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 Town. And Tom does Here Comes Your Man by The Pixies. Two not necessarily totally popular karaoke songs. I've literally never seen them on a list. So, yeah. How about this? I got a list in front of me. Okay. Top nine okay. karaoke wow. songs. All right. Do you think you can guess them? I don't... Oh. Do you want me to... No, no, no. You, you guess, and if you can't figure them out, I'll hum them for you. Okay. How about that? I won't okay. sing it. We're playing Hum for Karaoke.
0: Okay. I'm going to guess my personal fave, which I would do. One one song that I would do, Brown Eyed Girl.
1: No, top nine.
0: Okay. Um, I think the number one song would be Sweet Caroline. Number eight. That's number eight? That's number eight. Stop. Okay. Is there anything on there from uh, ACDC?
1: <laughs> what? No.
0: Okay. I just, I disclaimer, I don't like ACDC. So, <laughs>
1: um,
0: I just wanted to get that out of the way. You know, no Thunderstruck, no whatever.
1: Road so are you just doing songs you don't want to hear now? No,
0: no, no, no. Okay. Anything by the Spice Girls? Yes. Wannabe?
1: Of course. Okay. I'm really happy. I don't need to hum that one.
0: Any Backstreet Boys songs? Nope. Hall of Notes? No. Hum Away.
1: Number one answer still on the board. Hmm. Oh, and feel free to play along at home <laughs> can you guess already I know, I'm
0: trying I know the song but I can't remember it your your humming is um yeah. I can hum it back to you. I know. Oh. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Queen. Thank you. You're What's welcome. the
1: song? That was like oh, Bohemian a- Bohemian Rhapsody. Thank you. God. That was like Sorry. a minute.
0: I know. You did a really good job.
1: Okay. this. <laughs> if it took you that long to get Bohemian Rhapsody- I'm screwed. We're in for a was long that, haul. Was
0: that number one? Who's...
1: Yes, that's number one. Wow,
0: that's a long song.
1: Yeah, but everybody knows all the songs. No, lyrics. I know. It's I could true. sing that whole thing. Okay, yeah. next one. This, this one's tough. <laughs> this one's really tough. I can't wait. Okay.
0: I know the song. Mm-hmm. Day, 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 day. Okay, I
1: don't know. That was kind of like Kylie Minogue, I think.
0: Oh my God, like, yes, you know, it like was. Yes, la- yes, la- can't get you out of my head. That's right, yes, yes. okay, yes. Okay.
1: I wish you would have guessed that. Sorry.
0: I don't know because in this one you just sound like a trumpet. (laughs) I can't get it out of my head.
1: I want to dance with somebody by Whitney Houston, Sarah. That's a good one.
0: I can't handle you the way you're looking into my soul right now when you're doing this.
1: I want you to get this so bad.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know the song. Mm -hmm. Okay, Devin, (laughs) seriously. Wonderwall. That was Wonderwall. Oh, my God. By Oasis. Okay.
1: God. Don't stop believing, Journey.
0: Oh, my God. That's like number one. All I can think of is literally
1: the pilot episode of Glee. To naturally Everybody naturally. Journey You're like <laughs> No 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 Storied history no. Decades old band oh I think Glee First Whoa of whoa
0: all. No <laughs> That's think, where I I think from. Journey But I think they revived it They revived that song okay. That song was everywhere After that
1: Toto Africa Really? Yeah Wow I bless the rains, down, bless in the rains
0: down in Africa I really wish you would have hummed that Yeah Okay
1: Dancing Queen ABBA
0: Oh I love anything by ABBA
1: and Dancing Queen has been coming back because of TikTok.
0: Um, yeah. A lot of songs from ABBA. A lot of songs from Fleetwood Mac have been coming back thanks to TikTok.
1: So Kay. at this point in our story. Yes. Um, actually, a- as karaoke is ending, mm-hmm. Tom's good friend Mackenzie got hammered at karaoke. But he does reveal to Summer, he likes you. Yes. Tom and Summer, they kind of hang out. It's of karaoke. It's a little bit awkward, a little bit uncomfortable. But she's like, you like me? And he's like, yeah, I like you. They don't kiss. No. Until like a couple days later. In the photocopier room. In the copy room. Which
0: is kind of awkward. It was an awkward kiss. I What?
1: I thought it was an no. amazing kiss. great
0: kiss, but awkward right after.
1: So I think the core thing about Summer's character is that she just does what she wants. If she wants to kiss Tom, she's yeah. just going to kiss Tom. That's fine. She happened to want to kiss him in the copy room. <laughs> so that's where it happened. Exactly. They do two scenes where they're
0: in Ikea.
1: Oh, yes. And I these, love the Ikea These
0: are back to back. So, I mean, Ikea, you know, is a glorious maze of a place. I love Ikea. Um, but at Ikea, in the first part, the first scene that they show, um, you know, their plain playing house in the little pre-made rooms that they
1: have. It's adorable. They're running through, frolicking. It is super cute. It starts off with her trying to turn on the TV and she's like, honey, I think our TV isn't working. And then he's like... Trying on the taps and stuff like that, and they run into a bedroom, and
0: and she tells him that she's not looking for anything serious, and he says, "I'm fine with it." She says, "Well, most people, this is when they freak out. This is when they they pull the shoot. They don't want to continue because, you know, they want something serious." And he says, "No, no, I'm all good. Like, I think my opinion is that I think he he thinks that he's going to change her mind." I agree,
1: and I 100% that hundred percent agree. Yeah,
0: and that she'll eventually want to be with him long term, but he she's completely upfront about it.
1: Summer never lies to Tom. She's always up front Yeah, in everything she does. And he, like you said off the top, Sarah, he thinks that she is the perfect person for him. He probably loves the idea of Summer Correct. more than he loves Summer herself. Definitely. And it's just the classic, he, you can't make somebody love you. And she likes him a lot, enough to kind of have fun. Like, let's just see where this goes. Hang out, you yeah. You don't need to label it. I don't want a boyfriend right now, but you're fun to hang out with.
0: And he says that he's fine with it. So there you go. Later that night, they have sex for the
1: first time. They bang, baby. Yes. Let's go. The, oh.
0: the after sex montage.
1: This was almost my best scene. They're this like, is
0: my best scene. Oh, my God.
1: Wait, can I can I just jump in real quick and say there are certain things in this movie that are vibes that everybody tried to recreate. Mm-hmm. Yes. The walking through Ikea, pretending it's your house thing yeah. became a thing. After this movie. Really? I feel... Oh, my God. Did you not go to Ikea with a significant other pretending like it's your own home?
0: No, I never did. What? No. I mean, we also don't have an Ikea oh. here. So, I don't... Like, I never... It's not like my significant other, hey, let's go to wherever and let's go walk through Ikea to pretend like we're... Like, no. We always went someplace bigger You poor to, thing. Yeah. You grew up in a place that had an Ikea, though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so, that's happened for... I apologize to my exes. More than one ex I've done this with. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Is
0: it like a planned date that you had
1: No. Okay. Let's call a spade a spade here, guys. If you happen to be around an Ikea and you're a broke college student and you see those Swedish meatballs for like a dollar. 75 cents on yep. the hell yeah I'm going there for lunch and then ooh, like let's do that cute thing from that movie where we pretend like this is our house. My god the things
0: I find out about you. That's hilarious For sure you do that. Hilarious like I can't. I'm picturing (laughs) you running and frolicking. First off frolicking about. Did you like land on the bed and like. Oh
1: absolutely stop. Kate we established (laughs) off the top. I really identified with Tom Hansen in in this movie. (laughs) You did. So yeah I was vibing (laughs) with the run through Ikea for sure.
0: (gasps) Oh my god. And more than
1: one ex-girl Friend was vibing with me at, at one point or another.
0: That is hilarious. It's a classic move. IKEA was a date stop for you. I love it. And it's... now you won't go to I- IKEA with
1: me. Yeah, because now we go for a purpose, and well, the purpose yeah. is to leisurely go through and actually yeah, and I go through everything. Things. I, go, th- I yes. go yeah, I
0: go through the whole maze. You know what? Horrible. Next time we go, let's pretend to play house.
1: I think I've actually tried to do that, and you shut me down like second <laughs> half summer in this movie. <laughs> You're like, Devin, focus up here. We right. got to get a bookcase. Write this number down. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> do you think this is fun? Do you think being in Ikea is fun? I mean, I, I do. Yeah, you so do, yes. but you're there for, I'm I'm here to have, I'm, I'm here to play out my favorite romantic comedy in <laughs> oh real life. God.
0: Okay, well, now that I know that it's tied to that, next time we are in an Ikea, we're going to play it out.
1: I don't know. It's kind of ruined for me now. Oh my God. Anyway, almost my favorite scene and yes, your best scene. My best scene. The Hollow I, first off,
0: I love hollow notes. Yeah. Perfect song. Totally. I love how they used different aspects creatively in this scene. Um, especially, you know, the Harrison Ford, he's looking at his reflection and sees it's Han Solo. Yes. It's Han Solo. Anyway. Yeah. The flash mob is definitely my favorite. I love how they were, how they did it because in other movies around this time, again, flash mobs were a big thing. Um, they're just. You know what's coming. You know everybody's going to do the same dance. Everybody, you know, whatever. This had different aspects to it. It all came together. And, you know, he was high-fiving, shaking people's hands. And then it all kind of just, like, culminated. And it was great. I loved it.
1: And I think it's... Okay, so this is obviously not real. But I feel like Correct. the feeling they were hitting was relatable. Like, have you ever had a day where you're walking down the street and you're like, the sun is shining brighter than normal, I just got a promotion or I just banged the chick I wanted to bang or like whatever it might be. <laughs> yeah. And you're you feel like everybody's smiling at you and you're smiling back at them. There's a nice song playing in your head, the sun's shining, you're like this is this is the best day ever. Absolutely. You they, s- you stick those headphones in and you're proudly
0: confidently walking down that street. Yeah.
1: This scene just captured that emotion. And obviously it's in an over exaggerated way, but it's still the core concept is like, yeah, I've had one of those days.
0: But it wouldn't have been a standout scene had it not been a little bit more...
1: Over the top. Over the top. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. There was even a cartoon bird, bird. that flutters I know. onto his hand. Reminded me of Snow White. Love it. I, I think that was exactly... They were trying to do like a Disney princess thing with Tom Hansen. <laughs> I love, love it. it.
0: <laughs> so day 303 is actually the day that they broke up. She broke up with him in a diner.
1: Yeah, having pancakes.
0: Having pancakes. And she still then wants to have said pancakes together and she said can we still be friends
1: oh she hits him with the can we still be friends this is the the confusing part honestly of this podcast is that we were just talking yes. about them you know loving in life. ikea loving life and then there are times where you jump back and you you see the breakup yeah and, and how it occurred
0: and just to let you know too i kind of had said that there's there were two scenes for ikea and the one that kind of backed onto the happy ikea scene was them going to Ikea again, but being miserable, going through it, just... There's just like almost, Sarah, yeah. Just, there, there was almost like a gray film on that scene, and they were just miserable. He tries to turn on the top. Oh, honey, the taps aren't working. She just walks right by
1: him. Not funny anymore, Tom no, Hansen. No, no,
0: we are not having fun.
1: You are in Ikea with Sarah. We're here for a purpose. Yes. Um. She hits him with the, can we still be friends? What are the most cliche sentences, quotes to break up with somebody.
0: It's not me. It's you.
1: It's on the list. <laughs> er, yeah, it's not you. It's oh, me. Oh, sorry. It's not you. It's, it's me. It's not me. <laughs> it's you. Wow. <laughs> you hit somebody with that, Sarah? Oh, no. No. <laughs> That poor guy. <laughs> okay, no. No, no, no. It's not me. It's it's you. That's like, what I meant. Oh, that's how I felt. And now you're just really making me feel like garbage. No,
0: no, no. I meant...
1: <laughs> you know who sucks in this situation? You do. And that's why I'm breaking up with you. No, no, no. It's not me. It's, it's, it's 100% you. Oh,
0: my God. That's so funny. No, no, no. <laughs> what I completely meant was... It's not it's you. Not it's not you. It's me.
1: That's on the list, Um yes.
0: I need to work on myself.
1: I'm not good enough for you is on the list.
0: We we need to take a break.
1: I need space.
0: Okay. I need space. I've used the we need to take a break.
1: Oh, okay. Rachel Green <laughs> taking a break. <laughs> For the record, Ross Geller was right. Oh they were God, on a break. I can't,
0: I can't even remember. Not like, to have... rehash that yeah, shit Yeah, no. Again, that's but... like a whole other debacle.
1: They were on a break though. Oh my God. Okay. You deserve someone who loves you for you.
0: Okay. okay. Wow. That's, I think that's on par with the, it's It's not me, it's you.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this one. This one just could never make somebody feel good. I love you, but I'm just not in love with you.
0: Oh. What does that even mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, who uses true. that? You know what? I think people do use that one.
1: That sucks. If you've used that, that that's a bad one.
0: That is a bad one. Yeah. I shouldn't say that's mean because maybe somebody has want- used it, but still.
1: We're at different stages in our life. Oh, you know what? I Like, sometimes that's legit true. That is legit true. That's one way of saying, like, you're just really immature. <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> I've outgrown you, is basically what you're trying to say.
0: Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. That it genuinely does. happens. It does. It doesn't make does. the other
1: person feel better. No, but...
0: no. I mean, maybe it makes the other person strive for something.
1: Hopefully, after they <laughs> hit rock bottom, like Tom Hansen does. There's nowhere to go movie. but up.
0: I think they're all like very true, and I could see people using them. There's a few that I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. That one's a little it's not bit... you. It's it's not.
1: <laughs> it's not me. It's definitely <laughs> it's you. Not
0: me, it's you.
1: You suck. <laughs> <laughs> God, have you used that? No, actually? Are you
0: kidding? Me? Have you
1: used the other one though? No. The... Okay. Yeah.
0: No, because that's just like literally... I feel like that was used in movies, rom-coms, and and whatnot. And it's now a famous line. And I hope nobody actually uses it because everybody
1: knows that Have line. you actually hit somebody with the, can we still be friends?
0: I don't know if I've hit it with like, can we still be friends? But I think it's like, we need to take a break or we need to take some time. And then oh, afterwards... You're about the time and
1: breaks. God. Okay.
0: Well, I'm not all about that. My God. <laughs> like, but I'm just saying... That's like a nice way... Well, I don't know if it's a nice way. Breaking up with people sucks. Yeah. It's not easy.
1: I'm a... You know me. I'm a, I'm a pull the band-aid off kind of guy. Here's some Gatorade. Uh- oh my God, that's right. You gave
0: some girl some
1: Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: that's almost as bad as it's not
1: me, it's you. <laughs> she was hungover. She was also hitting that time of the month. So I'm like, she needs electrolytes. She needs fluids. We're breaking up, but... Here's some sustenance for you. Oh my You'll God. You need this.
0: Yeah, I think you. And need- then I said, like, it's not working out. So back to day 87.
1: Okay, we're jumping
0: back we're into relationship. Into world. relationship okay. world. Day 87. Tom brings Summer on an architecture tour of the city and to his favorite spot, a bench
1: overlooking that city. This is an important uh, spot. Yes. We've it- seen this spot, actually. The very first scene of the movie. Is Tom and Summer on that same bench? Yes. Later on, we learn that it's probably like day 488 or something. Day s- 400, four, yeah, forty. You year. see that she has a ring on her finger and she's holding Tom's hand. Yes. Just throwing it out there. That's why this scene is important, or, or this place setting, I guess, for this scene.
0: Yeah, it's his favorite spot and it kind of becomes her favorite spot, which, you know, a way to take a spot.
1: But wow, are you angry at summer for <laughs> no enjoying a park? A little like,
0: bit. <laughs> well, it's that specific bench. There's other benches. You
1: can't have the same leisure activities as me. Go, you
0: can go to the same park. But if I mean, if you're not ever going to be with the guy, I mean, take a different bench. Oh,
1: yeah. This is my park now. The poor uh, girl. This the poor park. guy.
0: So we move a little bit forward to date 109 mm-hmm. and. Summer brings Tom to her apartment, which is a big thing, as the narrator states, because her walls are coming down. So he, she is, in fact, opening up to Tom. Um, they talk about, you know, what they dream about. Um, they talk about how they both um, dream about losing their teeth. I also dream about losing my teeth.
1: Because Sarah has a really adorable mouth guard that she wears because she clenches and my jaw. grinds her teeth a little bit. And uh, yeah, so naturally.
0: So I think they also have clenched teeth during the do night. Do you think they um, also
1: have mouth guards?
0: Because um,
1: that's something you don't put in a rom-com because it's not sexy, but it's probably I true. I think
0: that they do. Okay. They probably do because um, that way they won't dream about losing their teeth. So we're going to fast forward to day f- 259. Ooh. They're at a bar. Oh, no. And they are they are miserable. They're really not talking at the bar. Summer's just kind of being really cold, or so it seems. And a guy hits on her and comes up to her and wants to buy her a drink, and, and totally if rude.
1: If we're remembering the days, this is right before they break up. Yes. Sorry, keep going.
0: Um And... The guy basically says, I can't believe you're with this guy. I can't believe this is your your boyfriend. And Tom gets so pissed off that Tom punches him, only to be punched right back. But she gets mad at him.
1: See, like, I think what Summer wants is she wants a strong, confident man. And I think she finds jealousy and insecurity extremely not attractive. So I think that's why she got upset with Tom. Like, why did you punch that guy? That was so not cool. Because in her mind, it doesn't matter. This guy's like... I'm with you here. Yeah. This guy's hitting on me.
0: It means nothing. It's meaningless. Exactly.
1: I have enough balls yeah and just let it go
0: i don't know I, I i feel like she overreacted i mean i'm glad she went and apologized yeah. i think she shouldn't have been pissed at him um she just he took a punch for her come on yeah um but yeah and he says like he needs some consistency but she says i can't promise that like i am just here enjoying myself in this moment i can't i don't know what the future is going to have a hold
1: she, he asks for something really interesting in this he's like i just want to know That you're not going to wake up one morning and feel completely different to to be, you know, to want to be with somebody else. And she says, I don't think anybody can promise you that. You think that's true?
0: I'd like to think not. Like, you'd like to think that when you found that your person or your lobster... Um.
1: Right, right. Found your lobster, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um. that, you know...
1: That's it's a weird analogy that you just jumped right into.
0: They're on the same level, right? Like, that they'll be, you know... But, you know, people change, people grow, and you yeah. hope that you grow with them. Um. But I think, like, some are so set in her ways that she's not willing to budge either, though. Yeah. Right? Like,
1: I, I kind of agree with her, though. Like, when you're dating, oh, at yes. least, there yeah. is... Yeah. You can just wake up one day and be like, I don't want to be in this anymore. Yep. And there's nothing stopping you from... Like if you're if you're married or engaged, that's totally different. I would hope that at that point, yeah. you know, you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody. But I thought she was like amazingly honest with him. I don't think anybody can, can I, give you what you're looking for.
0: No. And I think you're right. I think like they're looking for very different things. And I think Summer knows that. But he doesn't realize that. Right. Like that's the whole he's definitely wearing rose colored glasses. But yes. if you look at the days, I mean, 500 days, that's obviously over a year. But they don't really date for that long. Well, They're not together that long.
1: What was the day of the breakup like? Two eighty something.
0: Three oh three.
1: Three oh three. Yeah. So at this point, we're like about a month and a half away from the impending right. breakup, and we're we're starting to see definitely you start how to see the breakdown it was happening.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they do have you know a good park day. This is probably early in their relationship where they play the penis
1: game. Oh, this is another vibe that everybody tried to recreate from this movie, The Penis Game. Classic. Uh,
0: 100%. So, did The Penis come... Be- Sorry. <laughs> <Did> the- <laughs> what came first? What the came chicken first? or the egg?
1: The penis or The Penis Game?
0: No. What was the genesis of The Penis Game? <laughs> the Penis Game. Was it
1: Adam and Eve and they're like, hey, we should play The we should No, no, yeah, no, no, no. No. Game, no, no, no,
0: Did The Penis Game come before <laughs> the <laughs> the movie? or did Can the- we?
1: Let's look at the origins of The Penis Game right now.
0: Or did The Penis Game come after this movie? Let's see. I feel like I remember playing The Penis Game.
1: Yo, if you Google Penis Game Origins, you get some wild (laughs) answers. I Um, believe that. There's Puppetry of the Penis. Oh, God. Is a comedic live performance art show featuring a series of genital contortions. Oh, no. i familiar with the Oh, genital jousting creators talk penis physics and narrative.
0: Okay, so we'll never know. Jesus. We'll never Christ. know. It's, it's like the... Um... The
1: penis game in politics.
0: Okay. Oh, it's like the mystery of what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? So we'll leave it at that. We'll never know.
1: I think... Yo, I'm not seeing anything... When did this movie come out? 2009. 2009? I am not seeing anything pre-2012. like 2012.
0: Wow. So maybe it was... This was the creation of the penis. I don't
1: think so. This but... is the origins of the penis game right here. <laughs> Message us at romcom. rewind <laughs> if you played the penis game before 2009. 2009. Yes. Because then m- maybe you are the origin of the penis game. Oh. We don't know. So they play the penis game in the park.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that. It's just like a, a good five minutes of the movie. They're playing the penis game. I just had to
1: say it. Once again, it's a vibe. It is a vibe. It's a vibe. We tried to recreate.
0: So fast forward. We're not we're not doing well. He is um, Tom is very distraught. He's very sad at work <clears throat> at work. His performance is suffering. He's now moved. um. To the funeral and misery cards, writing those because before he was kicking butt at writing cards, but now because Summer and him broke up, they are um, he is, he's very sad.
1: Yeah. When they were dating, he was nailing it in the love section, and now he's moved on to funeral and misery. Funeral and misery. Not doing great for Tom Hansen now. No. Oh, and at this point, Summer has moved on from that position. She no longer works there.
0: Yes. She is no longer at the greeting card place, and day 400... Tom is going to an event,
1: and we don't know what the event is yet. He's got a suit, and... Um, well, he calls his best friend and co-worker, Mackenzie, so we know that it's something to do with work, and Mackenzie's like, dude, I'm not going to that. That's ridiculous. It's one of their co-workers' weddings.
0: Yes. Who was also going to the wedding, but Summer.
1: Summer, because they were. she was friends with this lady, but here's the thing. They live far enough away, or the wedding's happening far enough away mm-hmm. that... You got to take a train to get there. Right. So Tom is walking onto the train. Who does he see? Summer. Is this not one of the worst places to see an ex? Yeah. It's on a train. Yep. You can't go anywhere. Yep. You're you're stuck for hours. Not only that, you know that you're going to the same destination. So it's like, I'm also going to see you when I get to the place because we're going to the same place. They're on the train. Summer actually confronts. Well, not confronts, but she goes up to Tom. They have a little conversation. It actually... Goes really well. It's going swimmingly. Tom, yeah. I think, is getting a, hey, maybe maybe we're rekindling oh, yes. something here when they get to the wedding. Summer's looking like a million bucks. They sit together at Millie's wedding. They sit together at the wedding. They dance together. They're just having a grand old time. This is, this is fantastic. Oh, yes. He's pumped. And... Summer
0: invites him to a rooftop party that she's having in a few days and he says, yeah, I'll come. Like,
1: absolutely. This is my best scene.
0: Okay, I will let you go through it then.
1: <sighs> this is my best. This is rough. Scene. It's the expectation versus reality love scene. Love this scene. The narrator, Tom, walked to her apartment intoxicated by the promise of, of the evening.
0: evening. He believed
1: that this time his expectations would align with reality. Woo! So we have two frames. Yeah. We've got the expectation frame. And it's basically the best case scenario of how this evening's going to go. He walks in. Summer greets him with a kiss. She's very engaged with him. And then there's the reality, what's actually happening. And at the beginning, it's it's slightly different. You know, she hugs him. She He gives her a gift. She's excited about it. But as the night goes on... The expectation versus reality scenes, they very much diverge. She's not spending as much time with him as we see in the expectation scene. And then we see it across the rooftop. And actually, at this point, the expectation scene completely gets taken over by the reality scene. And the reality is, Summer's been proposed to. She's engaged. Some other man. And it's an engagement party. It's an engagement party, which is kind of like weird. This is the only part that I'm yeah. like, "Summer, what the hell's going on?"
0: Yeah, like he, she could have said, "Hey, do you want to come to a party? I'm engaged."
1: Or, "Hey, like even just the entire Millie's wedding, I'm dating somebody. I'm yes, seeing somebody. Yes, you be you can bring about that, that up. We gather that she has been dating somebody and she is now engaged." There's a Regina Spektor song in the background <laughs> yeah. as Tom storms out of the apartment. Down the street. And what happens? we get back to that there's so many art scribbles in this in this film that I think are really, really beautiful in this one, they do a little scribble of him walking down the street, and then it all gets erased, and it's just him alone. And we really do get the sense as the audience. This is rock bottom for Tom Hansen. He is heartbroken. He's hit the bottom of the barrel best scene just in that, like it it's so I've never seen a movie do something like that. It was so unique, so cleverly done was executed to perfection.
0: The five hundred days that from when he meets Summer to when he lets her go.
1: Yeah, they break up on like day three oh three by day four hundred and something she's already engaged to somebody else. And now now that Tom is kinda hitting rock bottom, a lot of things are happening really quickly. He has an outburst at work. He doesn't show up for work for a few days. Right. He just gets drunk and has Twinkies. Oh yeah. Um somebody tries to actually set him up on a date. This is Right. An amazingly bad worst first date. It's really bad. They end up going to the same diner that she broke up with him at. (laughs) Um, He just talks about his ex the whole time. Yeah. Is that the worst thing to talk about on a first date? Absolutely.
0: Yes. You don't want to know anything about... You want to know about them. You don't want to know about their past relationships on their first date.
1: Okay. I have for you... As taken from Reddit... Oh, I love this. I love it, okay? First date story specifically <laughs> oh, <no>. involving exes. <laughs> okay. This person says, I went on a date with a guy I'd met through a mutual friend. Sounds a lot like Tom Hansen. <laughs> Things seemed pretty normal until we were sitting and waiting for the movie to start. He got his phone out and started showing me pictures of his two ex-girlfriends. Oh, my God. Both women were completely naked.
0: Oh, my God. What? <laughs> just starts showing her no. new pictures. <laughs> What? what? Oh, my God. Was this like a comparison? Like, let me know yeah. if you're... Right.
1: that That's what I think he might have been getting oh, at. Like, this is what they look like. God. What are you... What kind of equipment What are, are you going to be giving with?
0: us? <laughs> <Yeah>. That's terrible. <laughs> what are you bringing to the
1: table? <laughs> uh, she's got a good rack here. I don't know. <laughs> this person says, we start the date by getting lunch and a few beers at my favorite spot in town. We were chatting away and the topic of daydreaming came up. I asked him what he daydreamed about. His eyes then get a bit dark and his voice gets low and he says, oh when I daydream, <laughs> when I daydream, I imagine the light leaving my enemy's eyes. Oh,
0: no, no.
1: <laughs> By this point, I was a few beers in and I didn't know what to say. I responded with, Oh. So, uh, how do you do it? <laughs> he looks away and ponders for a second and says, harpoon. What? Like, what? Oh, my God. <laughs> the rest of the date was spent with him talking to me about his extensive anger issues and how he still lives with and bangs his ex.
0: Oh, my God. Red flag. Pull that shoe. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> wow. That one's bad. Yeah.
1: And then this person says, was invited over to her home upon entering... <laughs> The whole house was dark. When we came inside, she told me to be quiet oh, no. as she guided me inside her home in the dark.
0: Oh, my God. I'm I heard, scared. Yeah.
1: I heard a male voice and saw a male toss blankets from the couch. He says, what the f***? He was angry. I didn't know who he was, but he was clearly upset. She locked me in her room. I could hear arguing in the house. It turns out her ex lived with her. The ex wanted to come at me and fight me. I left the house, but I called the cops. What? Best date ever is what this person oh. <laughs> says. Yeah. Imagine inviting somebody home and be like, there's a guy who lives there. He's my ex-boyfriend.
0: <laughs> I mean, I <laughs> feel like you it, need though. to like move on from that situation big time. Oh, yes. That's never healthy. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. man.
1: So, Tom sounds similar to the first guy, just not showing naked pictures of... Yeah. But, like, he was just talking so much. A sobbing mess, really. Yeah, sobbing mess, still about summer. They end up going to karaoke as well. Oh, yeah. And he, um, <laughs> he gets booted out of karaoke because he just becomes a drunk mess. Well, she leaves. She leaves. She's like, bye. Do you know how common it is to get kicked out of karaoke? How common? I Google-newsed getting kicked out of karaoke stories. okay. okay. This one's wild. This is actually extremely popular and and recent. A Texas substitute teacher was asked to leave class early after singing Britney Spears Toxic on a karaoke machine that he brought to the classroom.
0: Oh, my God. Can't wait. He brought it to the classroom. Complete with lights. What? Like,
1: he turned the lights off. There was, like, a disco ball kind of vibe going on. He was karaoke singing Britney Spears Toxic. Why? The Austin Independent School District had to kick him out of the class. Oh
0: my God, my face right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't even imagine. Most substitute teachers are like, all right, guys. We're watching Remember the Titans today. Yeah, like, why? First off, why karaoke? Secondly,
0: like, I have a lot of questions. Like, why Britney Spears? And then there's a lot of other songs that he could have chosen other
1: than Toxic. Oh, so you're not even mad about the karaoke part of this. You're like, why that song? Yes. (laughs) I feel like we're looking at the wrong. That's that's the wrong no, no, issue. No, no, t-
0: I agree. <laughs> I agree that karaoke is the problem. No, not the, that's not what you said. Right? No, no, no. You're I
1: like. Listen, the karaoke's fine. <laughs> toxic. We can do much better.
0: No, okay. I agree that karaoke is the problem because, like, first off, why are you br- like? Are you bringing karaoke into the classroom to show off your singing skills? I,
1: I love that. Like, it, like, this was a male teacher I, too. Exactly. So like, picture a guy. Uh-huh maybe balding i don't know like yeah i toxic i'm sipping the days of your lips <laughs> oh down. no stop yeah. stop and I the mean, lights like, and everything
0: the ick is like real right now <laughs> the, oh that is an that ick. that is an
1: that, that is absolutely an ick. so inappropriate oh this one's funny too i just want to throw it out there august 2007 21 year old woman attacked a man <laughs> singing cold plays yellow because she didn't like his singing or the song, according to police notes. You can Google News that. That's that's a real story that happens. Anyway. Poor, um, poor Coldplay. Tom, Tom's... <laughs> yeah, I love Coldplay. I know, so do I. God, especially early Coldplay. Yellow's a great song, guys.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Fight. Me, <laughs> so Tom, Tom's hitting uh, a really bad spot, mm-hmm. has an outburst at work, quits his job yes. in a fiery passion...
0: Yeah. And then by day 450, you know, he's at his sister's soccer game and he's doodling again. His sister gives Sage advice saying that, you know, when you look back at your relationship with Summer, you see the good. But next time you, you do look back at your relationship, make sure you see everything because you weren't really happy. Everyone else knew it but you.
1: And this is important because we do see a montage of the thing I love about this is that it's scenes that we saw before and they cut them just short. Right, And now we're seeing the full scene and it's just little things where Summer makes like a weird look at Tom, he makes a joke and she rolls her eyes. Yes. And it's scenes that previously thought were like, wow, you guys must love each other so much. And now we're seeing, ooh, the vibe's not there. Right. It's just not working out. And I think that is also so relatable. Like we were talking about off the top. So often you're in a relationship, you think it's going great, and then you look back at certain moments and times and you're like, oh, this... This really wasn't that healthy, and Tom's realizing, Summer's it, not the one. It was toxic.
0: It was toxic. <laughs> the taste of your lips. Britney Spears. Toxic. I mean,
1: uh, it's perfect. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that substitute teacher was like eventually allowed back in the school, oh but they did God. suspend him
0: with that. Uh, with and he has a license suspension on his karaoke machine.
1: Yeah. Oh, for <laughs> sure. That karaoke machine not allowed. He Austin to... <laughs> Independent School District. Not a fan of karaoke, by the way. <laughs>
0: So, day 456 and 450, between day 456 and 476, you know, he decides that he needs a, a fresh start. Oh, this was so or close to my best. a game. new start.
1: Is that the joke? Anus tart. Oh, my God. Are you still making <laughs> anus tart jokes? Oh, Sarah. I had to. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's actually really good. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, my
0: God. I'm, like, looking at you, waiting for you to get I it. I didn't
1: get it. <laughs> but thank you for explaining it, because that was that's a top-shelf joke. Uh.
0: Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh.
1: um.
0: So, he starts bringing his work to architecture firms. He's really trying. Whoa,
1: whoa, you're glossing over the wolf mother. He's laying yes. on his bed, bouncing the ball. I was waiting. And then, all of a sudden, he bounces it to the beat. Of the song. There you go. To Wolf Mother. And you know that he's turning it around. You you know because of the song. His fresh start. And the vibe. (laughs) His fresh start. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he is bringing his work to firms. He's trying to get a gig in architecture again.
0: And by day 488, uh, he goes to his favorite place and he shows up and he sits on his bench and he's looking, you know, just taking it all in. The architecture, and we believe
1: it's right before or after an interview because he's yes. suited up and he has his what his what portfolio, do, his portfolio. Okay, mm-hmm. I was gonna ask what do what do people in architecture use as like their yeah as a portfolio? He's yeah. just got drawings, exactly. whose things have drawn, guys. Yes, okay, yes, cool. drawn
0: up, creative, like created in your mind, and yeah. Um, and who shows up on a different bench? There. Yeah, but summer. And they do have a conversation. She comes over and she sits on, on his bench. I'd like to say it's his bench. Um, and they have a conversation about um, what happened. What happened? And he asks, you know, why did you if you were engaged to somebody, why did you dance with me at the wedding? Why did you invite me to the rooftop party? Like, why did you do all these things? And she said, because I wanted to.
1: Party Museum uh, is annoyed by Summer, but it's still so true to her character. She just does what she wants. And she does admit like, yeah, I, I probably should have told you but like I still just did those things because I wanted to I I was having a good time
0: yeah and she says you know she didn't want to be someone's boyfriend and now she's someone's wife she just you know she says it just happened I woke up one day and I knew of what she was never sure of with him
1: and that's hard but that's honest She once again she's honest with him and it's funny because he at this point is you know what sucks (laughs) realizing that everything you believe in is complete and utter bullshit sucks what do you mean? Uh, you know, destiny and soulmates and True love and all that childhood fairy tale and She laughs at him like No, but like you were right Remember yeah. in the karaoke bar when you said like you, you were talking about how magical and true love is And she describes meeting this person She says, you know I was
0: sitting in a deli and reading Dorian Gray And a guy comes up to me and asks me about it And now he's my husband
1: Think about if I got there five minutes too early, five minutes too late, if I went to a different coffee shop, if I went to go see a movie instead, the stars aligned yeah. for me to meet mm-hmm. the love of my life. Love is real, guys. And I love, that reminds me of the movie Serendipity.
0: Yes, yes, absolutely. Kismet, yeah.
1: That, the concept mm-hmm. brought up in that movie. I love it so much. And I thought that was a nice, I don't know. It It's the secret sauce of the movie, guys. It just feels so good. yeah and and i think this scene was good closure for tom oh day 500 is the day yes. where we're nearing the end of the movie yes he walks into another firm goes up the elevator he's in the waiting room and who's there is the this woman he's chatting with her my competition they're talking a little bit about you know the job or whatever and, and it's funny because she brings up the fact she's like hey have i seen you before
0: do you ever go to angela's plaza
1: That's, like, my favorite spot in the city.
0: Okay, except for the parking lots, but...
1: Yeah, I I agree. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think I've seen you there.
1: Really? Yeah. I haven't seen you.
0: You must not have been looking.
1: He was so engrossed with Summer over these last 500 days. He had his blinders on. There was something maybe pretty amazing... Right in front of him. Right in front of him. He asks if she wants to go grab coffee after... She says yes. It's, it is it is kind of weird that they're both, like, competing for the same thing. I know, league. I know. Whatever. We'll, we'll put that aside. And then he asks what her name was. My name's Tom.
0: Nice to meet you. I'm Autumn. <laughs> Changing of seasons.
1: Changing of seasons. Summer's gone. And through this movie, there, there are those old, like, place cards for, like, what day we're on. Yep. It flips to day one of Autumn. And that is our movie of 500 Days of Summer. So wonderful. Are you being... Are I'm you being joking, truthful. Or are you being you truthful. better be. Yes, yes. This is a serious great. movie, it was, good. It, was good. it was good. Quick facts?
0: Yeah, quick facts. The movie's blue-centric color scheme was done to bring out Zoe Deschanel's eyes. Oh, I love it. According to the DVD commentary, one of the movie's writers estimates that 75% of the movie actually happened to him. Really? Yeah. In the movie, Paul says hum job instead of blow job to avoid the R rating. For the karaoke scene, the song Sugartown by Nancy Sinatra was chosen by Zoe Deschanel. She actually chose her own song to sing.
1: She's a sneaky good uh, vocalist. Yes, she is.
0: During the flashback to Summer's job selling ice cream, Tom can be seen waiting in line.
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: The studio never intended to include the documentary about love in this movie. Even going so far as to tell the director Mark Webb not to film it. The audience's reactions during the first test screening convinced them otherwise. This was the feature film um this was also the feature film debut for director Mark Webb as he mainly previously directed music videos.
1: Yeah, if you look at his like past um work, it's really funny. It's like Amazing Spider Man, Amazing Spider Man, this and then like my chemical romance <laughs> music video. Like he did teenagers. Yeah. Honest to God. <laughs>
0: Wild. The documentary about love was originally much longer and included opinions from Summer, Rachel,
1: Millie, and Tom's mother. Okay, hold on. Now that you brought it up, his music video portfolio Puddle of Mud, She Hates Me. Oh my God. Three Doors Down, Here Without You.
0: Wow, those are good.
1: AFI. Remember AFI? Yeah, yeah. I love AFI. Gavin DeGras. (laughs) I don't want to be. Oh my God. He did Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue. Oh, wow. Yeah, My Chemical Row. Oh, some Jesse McCartney, too. Wow. He's done a lot of music videos. Hot, Hot Heat, Middle of Nowhere. Oh, great. Ashley Simpson, Boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Those are big songs. All American Rejects, Move Along. Hmm. There is a vibe, though. He's definitely, like, Evanescence in there.
0: In the original screenplay, Summer was depicted as having cropped blonde hair to construct a more Summer-like persona. The black and white movies Tom is watching at the cinema are the parodies of the movies directed by Igmar Bergman. Ian Reed Kessler, who gets in a fight with Tom at the bar, is credited as an actual douche. <laughs> Around the time of the movie's release, director Mark Webb shot a short video for the internet which featured Zoe Deschanel as Sid and Joseph Gordon Levitt as Nancy in reference to a conversation in this movie. Joseph Gordon Levitt wears t shirts for Joy Division's Love Will Tear Us Apart and Unknown Pleasures and The Clash's London Calling albums. The narrator states that Tom meets Summer on January 8th. Since it is 500 days, Tom lets go of Summer and meets Autumn on May 23rd of the next year. The Smith's Louder Than Bombs, The Jesus, and Mary Chains, Psycho Candy, and Public Images Limited's album can be seen in Tom's childhood room. The New Hampshire Greetings office and Tom's apartment were filmed in the same building. In the first draft of the screenplay, the movie was set in San Francisco. On the screen, where the numbers of the days in the relationship are shown, the colouring and the mood for the background art changes to reflect the status of the relationship. Good days are brighter and bad days are darker. Tom repeatedly associates the Patrick Schwayze song, She's Like the Wind, with Summer. That song was originally recorded for the movie Dirty Dancing, in which Jennifer Grey starred. Clark Gregg, who plays Tom's boss in the movie, married Jennifer Grey in 2001. The main character, Tom, says, It sucks. Why is it that pretty girls think they can treat people like crap and get away with it? This line mirrors that of Gordon Levitt's previous role as Cameron in 10 Things I Hate About You from 1999, when he says, You know, just because you're beautiful doesn't mean you can treat people like they don't matter. When summer first comes around to Tom's apartment, the song playing is Have I Been a Fool by Jack Panat, which contains the lyrics, "A a, A kiss is just a kiss. I think that's what fools say. This movie is set in 2006 to 2007, and May 23rd was a Wednesday. The last time May 23rd was a Wednesday was 2007. However, Summer's email to Tom on day 303 is dated May 7, 2008. The Ringo Starr music album that Tom shows Summer in the vinyl store is the 1981 Work Stop and Smell the, Ro- and Smell the Roses. Zoe Deschanel and Joseph Gordon Levitt have also appeared alongside each other in the movie Manic in 2001. Red is intentionally not used in this film, and the color blue is often conveyed to represent love or happiness. An example of this is, you know, Tom dancing down the street after Summer's first stays over at his house. The color red does make an appearance in Summer's apartment with a a little red origami bird. It makes a final appearance at the end when Tom meets Autumn, and the color of her blouse is red. One thing that both Tom and Summer have in common is their love for Banana Fish. This is the name of a band that gained national prominence for a brief period in the 80s, in turn named for the first of J.D. Salinger's nine stories, A Perfect Day for Banana Fish. Actress Zoe Deschanel, who portrayed Summer in this film, is herself named for another Salinger story, Franny and Zoe. Some of the film's cast and crew would later engage in superhero projects. Director Mark Webb would later direct two Spider-Man films for Sony... And Joseph Gordon-Levitt would later star in The Dark Knight Rises in 2012, and Clark Gregg would play Agent Phil Coulson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe films Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Thor, The Avengers, Captain Marvel, and the TV series Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. When Tom's fixing his hair after a successful night with Summer, instead instead of Tom's reflection, a young Harrison Ford can be seen as Han Solo winking back. Zoe Deschanel has many connections to Simon and Garfunkel. In 500 Days of Summer, she cries watching The Graduate with Tom. The Graduate's famous soundtrack was provided by Simon and Garfunkel. At that point in the film, book ends theme by Simon and Garfunkel is playing in the background. And in Almost Famous, Zoe's character gives a Simon and Garfunkel album to her younger brother. This was the third time Joseph Gordon-Levitt has played character named Tom. He previously played Tommy Solomon on Third Rock from the Sun and Tommy Burgess on Stop Loss. The song being sung at the karaoke bar when Tom walks in is Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Summer breaks it off with Tom a day, you know, around 303 and is married by day 476, which is 180-90 day difference, roughly estimating Summer got married a little over six months after breaking up with Tom. Wow. There's a fan theory that the conversation between Tom and Summer on the park bench was all imagined by Tom and it didn't really happen. Even Joseph Gordon-Levitt has said he believes this is more a scene of Tom's coming to inner peace than actual reality. If that's accurate, then day 408 at Summer's house party, when he learns of her engagement, is the last time Tom ever sees Summer. Wow. That's intense. After Tom and Summer break up, and she leaves the greeting card company. A new employee is shown sitting at her desk. The employee says to their boss, "What is this solitaire?" This is likely a nod to Summer's preference for being alone and ultimately not in a relationship with Tom.
1: Honorable mentions. I like. It's it's weird to
0: say, but it it helped me. The honorable mention for me is the scenes where. The days of like the days are are posted and oh, yeah. whether they're darker or lighter. Like I actually really liked the the you knew the good days were going to be brighter. You knew the bad days were going to be darker. But I liked how you really paid attention. You could see the change happening as they went further into the relationship. Day one, you know, the tree had all the tr- the leaves on them. It was really bright and sunny. And then as they went through the relationship, it just got darker and deader. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: Lovely. laughs> literally, yeah. literally. But but I did like that too. Yeah. that was that would have been my honorable mention. I had two, and okay. I knew you would pick one of these two. Oh, The other one is the soundtrack, Sarah. Oh, God, the I know. The soundtrack needs an honorable mention. Absolutely. We got Regina Spector, The Smiths, hollow notes Oates, Temper Trap. I love Temper Sweet Trap. Disposition, I think plays twice. It does. They, they double dip on that. They one. did. Uh, Wolf Mother, as we talked about. Feist. Oh, uh, so many good songs. I think we should do an Instagram post just of the music from this film, because it's... Yeah. Fan freaking Tastic. I agree. What should have been?
0: You know, I think my what should have been would have been different if I still felt the same way about the movie, but I actually think the ending was perfect. So I don't know if I have a what should have been.
1: I can't believe it, Sarah. We're in agreement. I also have no what should have been. This movie does not need to be changed. Not one bit. Wow. Nothing. Okay. Nobody who, like, everybody ended up with who they need to end up with.
0: I think I would have liked to have seen, like, a a better explanation of his doodling.
1: Oh, okay. So...
0: So at the beginning, you know, Summer talks to him about, oh, yeah, you know, I'm an architect, but I'm I'm here at a greeting card company. Like, I wish it would have shown him doodling more. And then the the progression of him stopping doodling because of, you know, the relationship not going well. Because his, his sister then at his soccer game says, oh, you're doodling again. Right. But it didn't click for me that he stopped doodling. I Good wish point. it was more yeah. intentional, you know?
1: Yeah. Overall rewatchability.
0: My rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry 3, Storyline 5, Thirst Factor 5, Imagination 5, yes. Soundtrack 5. Yes. Cheese 3.5 for an overall score of
1: 4.42. Okay. Alright. Not bad. I would say a chemistry of 5. Really? Because even when, but but even when they were breaking up, I just think the acting performances were so strong. The chemistry, even when they were not in love. still, a still five there. Out of five. All yeah. right. Storyline five. Thirst factor five. I think you know where we're going here. I think it's all five. Imagination of five. A soundtrack of five. A cheese. Five for an overall score, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, of <laughs> five out of five. It's a perfect movie. Wow, your first one. I think Crazy Stupid Love might have been a five out of five. For me oh, as well. okay, okay. That one. Yeah. That one might have been the closest. If not, we'll have to go back into the archives. Right.
0: And actually and
1: you know, Crazy Stupid Love also on Devin's list. We already did it, but that that would have been a Devin Pick of the Month. Oh, yeah, you're right. It would have been if you want it to be Devin month, Devin Devin Pick month at romcom Rewon Let on us Instagram, know email, please do. We're about to pick our next movie. We are in the meantime though, um hit us up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know, subscribe wherever you're listening right now. If you want to reach out, Instagram, email, many ways to do it.
0: Thanks for listening.